0: Hi, this is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks. In this podcast, we talk to people who live on the Outer Banks, and through their stories, we'll explore what makes this place so special. So if you downloaded this podcast to find out where the gold is hidden, my apologies. But if you want to meet the people we treasure on this sandbar, stick around. I'm sure you'll enjoy their stories of history, local personalities, and community. This is the Steve the Dream episode. In this podcast, I have the pleasure to talk to Becky DeMarco about her big brother, Steve. Steve and I were good friends. Um, He lived right down the street from me. We had daughters about the same age. We were both stay-at-home dads. We were just two bumbling guys just trying to keep things together. If he ever got into a jam, he'd call me. And if I ever got into a jam, I'd call him. We'd always come running to help each other out. He was an avid surfer, so he knew that whole culture and group of guys. He also worked all over the beach at restaurants and stuff, waiting tables, what have you. And he also had his traveling DJ show for parties and weddings that he was very popular with. What some people don't know and what we'll be talking about on the show is that he was a model and actor. He dropped everything to go up to New York City and got his big break and did that for quite a while and did it very well and made some great friends up there. Unfortunately, we lost Steve in a surfing accident in 2010, and the community was devastated, including myself. Treasures of the Outer Banks is inspired by Steve because I remember at the time I said, We just lost an Outer Banks treasure. And that kind of motivated me to start this website and the podcast so that I could learn more about these people and share their stories on this website and podcast. So, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Becky DeMarco. Always feel free to stop by treasuresoftheouterbanks.com and see what we're up to. You and Steve grew up in Virginia, just outside of DC, right? Yes. Excellent. Uh, Gainesville, is that right?
1: No, no. We were born, no. uh, I was born in Washington, DC. I think Steve was too. And we grew up, uh, I was born. And we lived in Falls Church for a time. And then we moved to Vienna, Virginia when I was three. So Paul, uh, Steve would have been, you know, 10, 11-ish.
0: Gotcha. And so your mom had a, uh, she had her own house for exceptional children. Yes. Up to, up to 20 kids?
1: Yeah. we The home that we lived in, the house that we moved into when we moved to Vienna, Virginia, It was just a big old, uh, you know, kind of a, it was a big house. It had fairly good size rooms and everything. And she just, she worked for a school for handicapped children and she started bringing the children home with her. So the, um, you know, she, first it was just a few, two or three, then, you know, and then this one and that one. And the next thing you know, we had 20 kids in the house with us. So we subdivided the backyard and built a school for them.
0: Wow, that's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, it was oh. uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's not everybody's upbringing, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I was a pretty selfish kid. I think I would have said, you know, I want my own room. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I hear <laughs> but, you.
0: But in some ways, it sounds like uh, you know, you, you, I, Steve always had a roommate. Is that right?
1: Always, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Well, he and Mike shared a room when they were young boys. And then, uh, you know, once this once we had the school and mom started bringing kids home, he he shared a room with a couple of kids. And I shared a room with one because I was kind of a smallish room. And. uh, Yep. And you guys
0: just worked around the house and helped out as well, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he did all the normal things. He played baseball and football and we, we did all the normal stuff, but we just had that extra element of lots of people living in the house with us. Um, you know, Porter cribs all around the dining room table. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that sort that's of thing. <laughs> yeah, And
0: yeah. Um, you mentioned that, you know, I, I, I always tell people Steve, uh, was uh, he loved to entertain? And oh yeah! You, 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 it sounds like he got his start entertaining these little kids. Can you tell me a little oh, bit about yeah. that? yeah!
1: He always he always had something going on. He was he was a great mimic, and uh, so there would there was always that element of things. But he liked to sing, and he always liked to dance, and you know he'd put on even back then he'd put on the records, and we'd have you know dancing out on the back porch and. <laughs> Just you know, if he had free time, he he was he was always a cut up and very silly, having fun. You know, he liked to have fun. Right. Yeah.
0: That's too funny. So he he graduates from high school and he marries his high school sweetheart Grace.
1: He did. Yes.
0: And and how how quickly before they moved to Hawaii?
1: Well, it wasn't more than a couple of years, I think, because um, the boys were still pretty little. Uh, Jay was probably four maybe four or five at the top very top end and uh maybe four and you're the
0: middle you're the middle child right i
1: i am the youngest my eldest youngest. brother was 9 years older than me and steve okay. was
0: 7 years older than me okay
1: so they were pretty close in age and very good friends growing up very different personalities but uh to to mike's quiet steve was gregarious you know <laughs> so
0: i have trouble visualizing that
1: yeah i know right <laughs> so
0: and so so what what took them to Hawaii? surfing or just something Yes, yeah,
1: surfing i think he he always you know he even when we were you know i, I can't he met a couple of guys in vienna that also had a had a notion of being surfers, you know, so they would, they would take any chance they could to go to the beach. They would go to ocean city. They would go to Virginia beach. They, and then he met this one, uh, a couple of guys, the black Wilder boys, and they had been to the outer banks and they took him there. And that was love at first sight. He just yeah. really loved the outer banks from the, from the get go. So, You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't too big of a leap. You know, he wanted to he wanted to be a surfer. So all of those magazines, the surfing magazines and everything, Hawaii. Yeah, he was going to the North Shore. He had to see that.
0: I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. And when I graduated high school, Hawaii was not even in my vocabulary (laughs) 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 to to hop on a plane and go all the way to Hawaii to live. Right. Yeah. Pretty gutsy move.
1: It was, you know he he definitely had a, a he had something inside of him that really wanted to experience the different parts of the world and to see other realities.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. And so how many how many years do you think he was in uh, Hawaii?
1: I think he was only there a year or so. I don't think he gotcha. was there very long.
0: And I think he migrated back to the OBX soon thereafter. He did.
1: He did yes. Very soon after. And that's kind of where that, that uh notion of um going to New York and uh he did all the DJing to support that event to move. Um that took a couple of years. He he spent a couple of years doing that circuit. And he, that, that was where he really developed all those characters that he used to do in his DJing. Yes. On his,
0: on his first round of the OBX? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That was where that all started. You know, he would, he, that was where he had that, you know, he had the greaser guy with the with the gas station attendant look, you know, yeah. with his hair, his comb. And-
0: so, so, so let's pause for just a second. Because yes. what, what Becky is talking about is the persona, Steve, the dream. Yes. Um, so this is when all this kind of became developed is when he first, when he, after he left Hawaii, he wound up on the Outer Banks, I guess I, I, I said, return to the Outer Banks, but he, he is probably his first round of actually living at the Outer Banks. And that's when he kind of created this DJ persona, uh, just doing nightclubs and, and stuff, uh, and, and developing this character and just and making money. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. He had a standing, uh, job at I can't remember the name of the places in Chapel Hill or in um Greenville. Greenville. But definitely he was at the tap room. <laughs> he was he, he had a standing night at the tap room. And, you know, he always did the he worked worked at the seafair with all the guys, you know, Mike right. Kelly and his crew and um so that was a part of his life and even at that point. And um Let's see, what else could I tell you about that? Uh, he worked at, um, I want to say he lived next to the um, Harris grocery store. Was there a Harris family? So Maria, there was a There was a bakery right there. Anyway, he worked at the bakery, and he lived upstairs right next to, was there a Gray's? Um,
0: that's what you told me before, is that uh, he lived above yeah. the Gray's department store on the beach road?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he lived on the beach road. It was right next door to a bakery. And he worked at that bakery.
0: And he
1: lived upstairs, he and Grace and the boys.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) What did Grace think about all this?
1: Oh, she, you know, she just, she was a trooper. She went along pretty, pretty readily. And uh, she was... um, she was a great mom and she worked at a lot, all the different places too. She was also, uh, um, she worked at Evan's Crab House and she worked, you know, she did a lot of things wow. you would typically do when you're living on the beach as a young person. And right. she worked as a dental hygienist, I think. I remember working at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. She had a lot of, a lot of things going the, on
0: too. Typical outer banker.
1: <laughs> yep. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we, we all have like three jobs.
1: Exactly. You got to do that to, to keep it going, you know?
0: So so at some point, um, he decides that he's going to put together his portfolio and try to be a model.
1: That's right. Yeah. After his marriage broke up, he, he definitely, that was the route he took. And uh, Ray Matthews did his, um, trying to think of the name of that card, the, the, you know, you have your you have your card that you hand out to everybody headshot yeah. his headshot oh, headshot
0: yeah, yeah i couldn't
1: think of the word sorry right. no problem so yeah so he he had ray matthews do his headshots and uh you know he just started putting his money away living living rough you know how you do when you're a surfer at the beach you don't really need a lot you had your surfboard right. your your uh clothes to work your weight jobs and uh his his outfits for his uh, for his entertaining as a DJ,
0: right?
1: It was that was about all he needed? So,
0: <laughs> and so he saved up his money. He goes to New York City, <laughs> right? Did, it, was he all in? Did he move out and just take all of his belongings up to New York City?
1: He did. Yeah, wow. he was all in. He went and he just started knocking on doors. Um, he got a few interviews, you know, with the uh, modeling agencies. And at the time, Willamina Man was one of the top you know, Ford, Wilhelmina, that sort of thing. So he, um, got hired by Wilhelmina men
0: and stayed the right along. Uh, by the way, I, um, uh, I did Google that Wilhelmina men. And if you dig, if you do a search on their website, you can find Steve Thomas and you can see some of his photo shots. It's, uh, it's pretty oh. cool. You know?
1: Yeah, it is cool. Right. Some of those things stay forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess one of the few things good about the internet, right? <laughs>
1: Indeed, right?
0: So he um so he just hunkers down and just starts hustling and and yeah, start, really starts to do did. some really big stuff.
1: He did. That was So in... you,
0: you mentioned he went to Milan. i
1: mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yes. He did. He was in Milan. He, he was in Paris. He, was was he that was... kind
0: of at the was that at the beginning or was that kind of in the middle?
1: I want to say that he went to Milan to begin with,
0: um, but training, he lived right
1: he lived for a year or two overseas, you know, in different places. Wow. So, yeah, he definitely. Um,
0: and he was a runway. You know, he, he would do some runway modeling.
1: I think so. Yes, you know, I can't really speak to exactly what his um, all of his his jobs were. He, yeah. I know, he had you know he did catalog work. He did some magazines he did um he was in the sunday paper pretty much every weekend um you know yeah so he did all the all the stuff you you do to get by especially when he was in new york but in in uh in europe i think he did all of the other types of modeling right. like the runway and the and um standard photo shoots and things like that
0: right I, uh, my notes say that he was mostly in a, he mostly did apparel in magazines mm-hmm. and he did apparel. And I feel like I've seen a few of these photos myself because I think his wife Ann shared them with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Klein, maybe yep. Jordache. He was mm-hmm. in the Esquire magazine, the GQ magazine. Yes. I mean, pretty imp- impressive resume right there, you know?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And then, um, you, you know, tell me, you know, you did, you mentioned the Sunday papers and catalogs. I know, oh, by the way, a friend of mine on the Outer Banks here, they were, they were in a, a thrift store inland somewhere, and they picked up like a, a Sears catalog, and there was Steve Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pro- he was probably modeling leisure suits or something. I don't yes, know. Yes, <laughs> definitely leisure suits.
1: That was a real popular one, and uh, underwear, long underwear. Um, yes, all of the above.
0: Too Excuse funny. me. No problem. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me, when? Can I call you back? You can call me back again. Okay, bye. I forgot to turn that off. <laughs> Let me no do problem. that. now. <laughs> okay.
0: And so, um, yeah. So we dur- so were talking during about catalog
1: shoots and all of that, and
0: yeah. um, he.
1: I think when he got back to New York is when he started doing some. Uh, uh, I think he took some acting classes because he did. He did a few commercials and right. um, he did things like, uh, I want to say signal mouthwash and yeah. uh, maybe caress soap, um, some shampoo commercials. It was really interesting. I remember being, um, being at the kitchen sink in my house <laughs> and the TV was on in the other room and I said, oh, is Steve here? And I went around
0: the corner and there he was on TV. I was like,
1: oh, TV. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That is hilarious.
0: Too. Yeah. And well, I, I, when could we're done there. with this, I got to Google some of those TV commercials and see yeah, if I right? can dig anything up. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That'd be hilarious. So he's, he's a model. Um, he's mostly in New York when he's not in Milan, he's probably in New York city. Right. Sure. And then he, and then at some point, he starts dating Patty Hanson, who, by the way, in 1983, married Keith Richards, and she was a pretty popular model. <laughs> so,
1: pretty popular, yes.
0: And t- tell me the story about your, your high school graduation.
1: Yeah, actually, it was college graduation, so oh. 1975, I guess, and uh, yeah, she, yeah, she came to my graduation with Steve, <laughs> so Hilarious. that was fun i was in vermont so not too big of a leap from new york city
0: right. so
1: yeah that was unexpected but sweet
0: that is hilarious and just by the way um uh she was you said she was on the cover of a couple of magazines that's the same first month. time I
1: met her the first time i met her um i think he brought her home it was maybe christmas time and uh and he said, "Oh yeah, Patty's going to come down for a visit," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And uh, <laughs> that month, she was on Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and Glamour magazine all at the same time.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> Not intimidating at all, but she was she was very down to earth and just a nice. delightful person. So good to hear. You know, the persona wanna... was didn't really match the personality. How about that?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: That was nice.
0: Yeah. And you exactly. can't
1: imagine Steve being with somebody that was anything no, there, right? No, you know, absolutely a good not. person. Yep. So.
0: Um, I, I hate to sound stupid, but I wonder how that breakup went, you know? <laughs> oh, right. I don't know. Yeah. You're just too good looking for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, too funny. And so back then, and, and, you know, we're probably dating ourselves, but Studio 54 was a big discotheque in New York City. And yes. uh, he had to wait in line to get into the disco. And you said Steve used to get in. How did how did he get into the disco?
1: Yeah, you know, I never heard about how he got in, but I knew he was there. I, I definitely know that, uh, you know, there were stories uh, that he would sprinkle in from time to time <laughs> of, his, of his days living that life. Yes.
0: Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah. The way I look, I probably couldn't even get in the back door of Studio 54. Right? I think, you know,
1: my years, I had kind of uh, gravitated more toward a hippie lifestyle, living in Vermont, so on yeah. and so forth. And Steve was starting to live this glam life, you know, uh, with the discos. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and
0: you know. Ulterior. Uh, ulterior. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, whole
1: different uh, shtick.
0: Yeah. It's too funny. From surfer dude to discotheque dude.
1: Right, yeah. Got, Ultimately, got, you know, he went back to being a surfer dude yeah. because that's where his heart lay.
0: Yeah, he's a regular guy, and he just likes yeah. to surf. You know, it's like yep. it gets in your blood. Um, now, I got to bring this up, but we we can't corroborate this, but there's rumors that maybe he was a stand-in for John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever.
1: Yeah, there were there were those rumors, but you know, I've I've never gotten to the bottom of it and yeah. uh so I can't I can't say for sure, but I wouldn't put it past him.
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, it's unfortunate his agent just passed away a couple years ago. We could have Yes we could have cornered him. He probably oh I know, known, right? Dan.
1: And yeah. Dan ended up living on the Outer Banks.
0: Yeah. Steve I think brought he brought away the, down here, I think.
1: Yes, I do believe. He brought his uh his uh, <clears throat> His close friends from up there, he he showed them all the all the sweet things about the outer banks, yeah. and they caught the fever too.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um, let's see. So there was a show probably back in the 70s called Mork and Mindy, and Mindy was played by a lady named Pam Dauber. Mm-hmm. And somehow she and Steve started dating. Is that accurate?
1: You know, I don't know if they dated or if they became friends. She may yeah. have been affiliated with Wilhelmina, you know.
0: I know. I, I, I researched her, too, and I think she did start out as a model. I think she also did so he some may
1: have met her in plays those, or something, yeah. He may have met her along those lines. And um, he mm. moved out to California, you know, maybe to do some work in L.A. for a time. Right. Right. And um, he ended up living uh, at her place on Hollywood Beach. Right. Or Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach. That's what it was.
0: He didn't mention Pam Dauber to me, um, you know, in just casual conversation. Mm -hmm. And he never he never mentioned anything romantic. So they were probably just friends.
1: They were probably just friends. That would be my guess. Uh,
0: He did bring up uh, Tom Berenger. so I guess they were all kind of in the same circle, young actors. and
1: Yeah, Hollywood I would people. imagine that. I mean, that seems right to me.
0: Funny.
1: He met uh, a lot of people and he would, you know, once in a while he'd drop it in in passing. He wasn't too much of a name dropper kind yeah. of guy. But yeah. once in a while he, it would come up in conversation and he would he would share his story.
0: Yeah, I but, asked him I, I when he brought up Pam Dahlberg, I just right out asked him, I said, Anybody else I might recognize? And he said, yeah, Tom Berenger, Tom's brother, I guess. I, I don't even know what Tom's brother does, but, or if what, but yeah, he was, he was very casual about it. Yeah. Um. How how long do you think he was out in California?
1: Um. I don't think he was out there too long, but I mean, lo- long hmm. enough to rent a place. So, you know, maybe six months, he probably yeah. subled her place for a while. If, if I had to guess.
0: Right. So at some point, he wanders back um, to New York City, we think, because along the way, and I guess maybe he was splitting time. You know what? He must have been splitting time because between New York City and he was. Um, the Outer Banks. Because Anne, his second wife, told me that um, they met on the Outer Banks when she saw him DJing and uh, immediately was kind of turned off by
1: him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, she, she probably thought, was.
0: Who is this crazy guy? She said the story, she said, which I find hilarious, is that uh, I think they were at Kelly's, she was at Kelly's just hanging out, and uh, he comes in for a show and he's on a motorcycle and rides the motorcycle into the restaurant, revving the engine the whole
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right too,
0: <laughs> which yeah. you know is classic Steve. And I'm thinking that wouldn't fly these days, you know, things yeah. must have been pretty loosey goosey back
1: then, <laughs> yeah, right and uh what i recall too is that um he was in a surfing accident he uh he got hit by a surfboard and had to be stitched up she did the stitching
0: right that's how they met (laughs) that's how they met yeah. She, she said he probably he,
1: saw him do his act and said, Oh my God, exactly. you know, can't you see it? Oh my God.
0: The, the story she told me, if I'm remembering correctly, is that she kind of had to get talked into, you know, going out to dinner with this guy. I mean, he was a handsome guy and, and yeah. I could, I get it, you know, but yeah. I think Anne was like, you know,
1: a little more reserved of that nature. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. She, she's all one side of him. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she, she wasn't, she was probably, uh Leary. Um, Leary that there was another side. Of, <laughs> yeah. A not so dramatic side.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. so you
0: know, when so I met Steve, you know, the the Steve the Dream act was pretty dormant because he was pretty busy with his girls. They were very young. He yeah. didn't have time to, you know, go out at night. And I guess when they started getting old enough, uh, he was gonna uh, re um introduce uh, that. Re- restart the whole. Re reintroduce yeah. Steve the Dream, maybe yeah. a more kinder more family friendly steve the dream that's as really true yes as, as he was before and, he was pretty uh, rude before. I remember, <laughs> is that right yeah
1: the, steve <laughs> the dream was a fairly rude character uh back really in the uh in the um you know all all good natured
0: yeah but, in the 70s uh, yeah. no, in his, i heard it was it was a yeah. gold humor probably, yes. probably a lot of potty humor you know? yes yes Good thing there was no cell phones back then.
1: No, right? <laughs> I know we're probably really, really lucky on that.
0: Yeah. So, um, so let's see. Oh, and um was it our 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 friend Ellie Ward said that um it's like yeah, he's got this uh, persona called Steve the Dream. It's kind of like Fonzie, you know? Yeah. Fin and Records. <laughs> like, okay. Well. Yeah. Let's see what it's like. And, it was definitely surprised. It's definitely a part of Steve I'd never seen before.
1: <laughs> That's fun. That's very fun. Yeah, that was that was the guy that everybody probably knew, you know, the
0: the exactly. gang
1: from Seafair and uh, you right. know, all of his guys. Right. His surfing buds. That's probably who he knew. they knew him as.
0: Right. And um so he meets Ann on the Outer Banks and uh we're we're not exactly sure but they had a, uh, I guess Steve still had an apartment up in New York City. So maybe oh, yeah. he was still doing some work. I don't know. Anne he was doing was, back
1: and forth that time. At that time, okay. he definitely was still working in New York. He was, okay. that was a definite.
0: <clears throat> and I think, Anne, I think she mentioned she worked in the emergency room at New York Hospital, New York City Hospital, or something like that. Or New York University. New
1: York University. Mm-hmm. New York university.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, um, you know. I think uh, that's uh,
1: where they met Ellie.
0: That would make Esther sense, yeah, because she was the nurse as well. And I think I heard her saying something about the emergency yeah. room. And um, they were
1: they were great friends in New York and yeah. around the time Claire was born.
0: Right. So yeah. so Claire was Stephen Ann's first daughter. Yes. And uh, I guess at some point they say, well, let's go raise this kid on the Outer Banks. It'd probably be a little bit easier.
1: Yes, I think so. Right. I think probably true.
0: And as, as shortly after, that's shortly thereafter, I I kind of got to know Steve. We have mm-hmm. uh, his second daughter, Audra, and my daughter are the same age. They're in the same. We were in the same preschool together, and, and uh-huh. Steve and I would just you know tag team the kids and try to try to keep our heads above water. Uh, yeah. It was it was quite amusing. Two two stay at home dads just fumbling and yeah, bumbling not too many of those
1: around back then, huh? Yeah. You guys yeah. were on the cutting edge.
0: <laughs> cutting edge of what I have no idea. But somehow, <laughs> but somehow we survived. Oh Indeed. my gosh. Yep. Um I really don't know how to wrap this up. I mean, that's kind of the the history. Um is is there anything I mean
1: Yeah, going forward, you probably know as much as I do and probably even better. You know, his days at Kitty Hawk kites and
0: um Yep. I would, you, you know, know my I,
1: time living on the Outer Banks. He wasn't there. Is um, that right? Yeah, he. I lived there from seventy-five to seventy-seven. I guess seventy-eight. Wow. And uh, yeah, so he he wasn't th- living there then. He he came to visit a few times, but he was most of the time in New York City, um, yeah. is my recollection during those years, and then. Uh, Soon thereafter, he. After, you know, when they started their family and everything, that's when he came back down.
0: Tell me just going back a little bit. uh, Tell me the story about you coming down to visit him. I think you were in high school. You had to take the bus down.
1: Yes. Well, so that was the that was when he was living uh, um, there working as a baker. And I think he did the bakery job because he could get up really early in the morning and do all of his work and then get out and go surf. Right. And then at night he would do work at the seafair. <laughs> of course. So yeah. in the middle of the day, he had his day free to go, you know, hit the hit the water, get wet, as he right. used to say.
0: <laughs> and so you, you, you can't remember all the details, but you seem to remember maybe – a oh, I remember drive.
1: taking the bus. I remember taking the bus. It took me a while to get there. I was living in um, in Vienna, and right. I don't know if I was in high school or it was probably between high school and college, and I think I just took the bus down. I no, I would have been, if I had been driving, it would, it would have probably been high school. And
0: yeah, uh, yeah so I took the and bus you, down. And we they think maybe the bus took you to Elizabeth City, maybe?
1: <laughs> I think it, I went to Elizabeth City, and they picked me up there.
0: Right. and Grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good time. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, one time, you know, so I, I picked up surfing very late in life. Geez, I was probably 45 or something. And uh and Steve was, you know, just supportive and, you know, always always willing to give me some advice and help. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time I was uh hanging out at the house. It mm-hmm. was fall, beautiful fall day, nothing right. super important going on in my life. And I get a call I was like John, this is Steve, uh, your eyewitness surf report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing on the beach in Kitty Hawk, and there's a wave with your name on it.
1: <laughs> so
0: I just looked yeah. at my wife. She said, "Just go." <laughs> like, yeah. So I did what Steve would do. I grabbed my board and I went surfing. <laughs> Off
1: you went, you know, because that's you know he was the most happy. Yeah. I mean, I I would say. He was extremely happy, entertaining. I mean, he, always in his glory when he could make somebody laugh. I mean, he right. just, you could, it it fed his soul. You, you knew yeah. that. And uh, he also just, when he could get out there and surf, I mean, he was just such a happy man. Yeah. Such a happy man. I think yep. he felt more comfortable in his skin there than anywhere else.
0: Sure. Yep, and then then uh, later uh, he became a pirate.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a Who would have ever thought a... that? I mean,
1: it, it fits. <laughs> oh my gosh, that 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 right. tricorn hat fits better than you can imagine. But, <laughs> and, yeah.
0: And it and it came. The timing was pretty good for him because pirates were in. You know, yeah, at that right? point in time, that they, were, worked they were pretty out well. popular. And there was a restaurant <laughs> down here. The restaurant didn't last long, but it was a good restaurant. I liked it. It's actually about a quarter mile from where I'm sitting right here. It's a uh, Pamlico Jack's right. and he would just come in and dress, dressed as a pirate and entertain the people waiting in line. You
1: know? Yes. And you know, that was such a great, I mean, he, it, that was a great costume and everything. And it was almost like when he put it on, he could just really become Pemlico Jack, you know? Yes. Um, I want to say that the, uh, costumers from the lost colony made that, you really? know, Oh yeah. And they made it, um, you know, it was very accurately uh the seamstress very accurately made that that costume uh on based on, you know, pirate knowledge. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> yeah I mean it really uh, yeah, he he really enjoyed that character, I think.
0: <laughs> Maybe a so, little too much. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is um I had uh, a young lady that was working for me as a windsurfing instructor mm-hmm. and uh and i knew her future husband uh, he was a lacrosse guy and uh, they said yeah we went to pamela C. Jackson we sat down and this pirate sat down on our table started talking to us <laughs> i said that's steve <laughs> i know exactly yeah. who you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah so he, he left a lot of memories in that sense and uh you know, uh, the other funny thing is he, he found this little self-employment niche. I mean, he did weddings. He officiated weddings, which I, I said, do, do you dress up as, as Steve the Dream for the wedding? He's like, sometimes they want Steve the Dream to do the wedding. I'm like, okay, cool. You know? <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a memorable experience. And then, um, of course, he would entertain the people dressed as a pirate. And he also, there's a, there's a diner here called Grit's Grill. And mm-hmm. they would pay him to turn records outside of Grits Grill while people just were waiting in line people. just yeah. for breakfast. You know, we're not even like, you know, not in the evening, but he'd be in the right. morning, just turning records, uh, just yeah. occupying the people while they waited. So too funny. And
1: he, he was good at that. Wasn't he, John? Yeah. He had a knack for, yeah. for entertaining, finding the thing to make people smile.
0: Yep. I would, uh, bump into him at Kitty Hawk kites and, and, uh, he had his props. You know, he just start whipping out the props with limbo poles and you know all kinds yep. of crazy stuff. And just just hilarious, you know.
1: Yes, yes, yep, that's him. He uh, <laughs> he he was a he was a hoot. Every uh, holiday was more of a holiday when he would be able to come and join us. I know yeah. that. Yeah, the kids all every he just he's one of those guys that brightened the room just stepping into it. You know, he just had that extra thing
0: yeah yeah did i forget now did you say did you tell me some story about him leaving like entertaining messages or something like that
1: oh yeah he definitely did that he used to call (laughs) and he would you know it would be in pirate speak in fact i still have (laughs) i still have that's one of the ones that i still have uh because i you know he he didn't expect him to be gone i didn't expect him to be gone so right uh, I scrambled By the way, the, and saved that. <laughs>
0: yeah, good one. Definitely good yeah. one. By the way, our, the so he and I go to the same church, and uh, I think the pastor dropped a hint that, yeah, you know, getting messages from Steve in all hours of the day and night, you know, just random statements or random questions. Yes. You know? Like you yeah. had a hotline with the pastor to just get yeah. stuff. Too funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was, that was him to a T because – you know, in his later years, and one of the things I think any of the people who know him, you know, he always had a habit of uh, patting his, patting his pockets to see if he had his wallet and his keys and all of his belongings, because, you know, he, right. he had a lot on his mind, apparently, and, you know, had a hard time, time keeping track. But the other thing right. is he would write on bits and pieces of paper, he would write down just, like, inspirational things or proverbs or just little, you know, just little messages to himself when he passed and I went into his place to clean up. There were bits and pieces, just so many, Uh, you know, (laughs) the man had a lot on his mind and he clearly had to get it out and write it down on things. And, uh, you know, The things that I take away when I think back about my brother, you know, I, you know, I loved him very much. He was pretty special guy, you know, just being a brother, um, aside from his persona (laughs) and, uh, but his, his real self was very much like that persona. It was full of, uh, joy. And, uh, he, he also, um. He just had a unique unique way of looking at things. That uh,
0: right, he
1: he was sweet. I miss him.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, yeah,
1: it's hard to believe he's been gone this long, eh, John? I know. He's a larger than life guy. He he doesn't really he doesn't fade away. Right. It's, he's just not here. <laughs> right. And that part sucks.
0: <laughs> yep. Um you know many years ago he 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 was just joking around <clears throat> and he said something about hey we um like you know um well Wayne's world you know the movie Wayne's world yes okay so goofy movie i enjoy it cuz i have a goofy sense of humor um yeah. and and there's probably a little bit of steve in that movie <laughs> but um <laughs> um you know he, steve mentioned something like you and I should have a, uh, a cable TV show, you know, and I just kind of laughed. I thought about what would that look like, um, yes. you know, him him doing some persona and me just trying to be the straight man feeding him, you know, more stuff. But, you know, now here I am trying to start this podcast and I'm thinking he and I could have had an awesome podcast and it would have just oh, been God. so easy to produce. And just the two of us in front of a mic, just him telling stories and me feeding him some
1: Oh my raw God. Meat,
0: you know, just you so you
1: yeah, you know. It would
0: have been awesome.
1: It would have, it would have, John. It would yeah.
0: have. So, well, I yeah. told you this would happen.
1: I know. It just doesn't take much. If I think hard about it, I don't have to think hard about it. Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway, and we have Audra here. Oh, really?
0: That's right. I think I heard yeah. that.
1: She lived with us for a time, and uh, she is. Uh, so we get to see her on the regular. And if there was ever anybody to bring Steve back, all you have to do is look in her eyes. <laughs> My goodness. you
0: funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, and she has mannerisms from time to time that, you know, it's him. <laughs> so yeah so he'll do that yeah they'll do that for you it's a beautiful thing
0: yeah um any other any other stories you want to share before we wrap this up
1: no i think i think we've hit some of the high notes you know i just (laughs) uh you probably have all the best the best stuff from his later years
0: you know just little little nuggets but this this stuff is gold i love to hear it and um, i appreciate you filling in all the holes
1: well it was my pleasure really was thanks for
0: asking me my pleasure thanks for being on the show all right thanks john what a great story and what a great guy i really miss steve and i really appreciate his sister coming on the show and talking with me i also want to thank Steve's wife, Ann Thomas, for answering my questions on the phone and helping me to connect with Becky. As always, if you have any questions or want to check out what we're up to, go to treasuresoftheouterbanks.com. Until next time.